Welcome back to Double Fries No Slaw. Um, second week in a row. We are here on a Thursday night, unplanned, uh, and doing a pop-up show. We, we talked about this in the offseason, doing this bef- um, when their season's happening, so we can kind of do like a game preview. But uh, we've had news both weeks in uh, in Tallahassee, and so we're doing this again. Uh, myself, TJ Pittenger, national champion Freddie Stevenson, and the super host, the super host, Richie Barnes. How are you guys doing? Oh man, do it doing good. Just ready to get into everything that's been going on today. Yeah, I'm good. It's finna it's finna get crazy. It was a crazy day, so we got a lot to talk about. Just when you think you're gonna have a calm day, not too much going on. I had a lunch after work or like a kind of a meeting after work planned and had a bunch of stuff going on, and then obviously FSU just dominates the timeline and used to dom- dominate the timeline for good things, but now it doesn't seem that way. So uh, before we get started, appreciate Guthrie's in Tallahassee. This show is brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. Check out both their locations, 2550 North Monroe Street, 1818 West Tennessee Street. Tell them Double Fries No Slaw sent you. There's only one way to order your order at Guthrie's, and that's Double Fries No Slaw. I'm going tomorrow. I'm going to Guthrie's here in Tampa tomorrow. I'm excited about it. Um, there is a familial uh, relation with uh, our guy in, in Tallahassee and the one here in Tampa, so I'm excited to go get it. Uh, shout out my guy Nico, who's posted a picture um, with his Guthrie's. His uh, 114 there. Look, we got up over 100. Good job, guys. Um, that's the first time that I've, I've seen that, that we got up that high. Um, shout out my guy Nico. He tagged us in a picture. That thing got like over 100, 100 favorites, a ton of retweets and stuff. Um may do that. If you go to Guthrie's and you tag us in a picture, you know, post the location so I know you're not just cheating, but – um i'll send you a, i'll send you a double fries no slaw sticker i've got them somewhere right here um since we're talking about it um put that on your car your laptop or whatever i'll send you one of those if you tag us with your guthrie's order uh last last little plug share this retweet share it on facebook put it in your fsu groups um do all that stuff subscribe on youtube follow on instagram all that stuff that that you like to plug and stuff like that and um Appreciate you guys' support. So, all right, I'm done plugging stuff. Richie, it was an eventful day today. You want to take us through a little timeline, back it up a couple of days, and tell us what's going on while I drink this old-fashioned and try and chill out? <laughs> yeah, man. So it's it's been a wild uh, you know, past week or so from college football. So, so let's go back a little bit and kind of set the stage for what happened in Tallahassee. So last Wednesday, the Big Ten, they released their schedule. They say, okay, we're ready to play. The next day, Thursday, the commissioner of the Big Ten, Kevin Warren, says he's totally supportive of Mississippi State playing football. That's relevant because his son plays for the team. And then over the weekend, we started hearing rumors that the Big Ten was going to cancel, you know, talks of a 12 to 2 vote with Iowa and Nebraska being the only two that wanted to play. Then those rumors kind of started to die down a bit. Um, they came back again. But then earlier this week, Governor Ron DeSantis came to Florida State's indoor practice facility. He was accompanied by President Thrasher, Athletic Director Coburn, Coach Mike Norvell, and Keyshawn Helton and uh, Joshua Kando. They hold a roundtable, which is more of just them all advocating why football should be played. Um, it, it was announced during that time that Florida State's second player, Dennis Briggs, was going to opt out, um, which is a little bit of a hit to the depth, but not a huge blow overall. And then things start getting interesting again. The Big 12 officially postpones the season. They say they're going to hope to play in the spring. doesn't make a lot of sense. They're going to have students on campus, in class. They're going to allow 20 hours of practice a week, but they can't play games. Go figure. Following them was the Big 12. They canceled. And then that's when things started getting a little, little 
blurry for us if Florida State, are we going to play? Are we not? We knew the ACC and SEC were, were holding strong, but the Big 12 was kind of going to be that swing vote. And then Tuesday evening, we got the reports that the Big 12 would move forward with the college football season, uh, giving the Power 5 Conference a 3-2 majority with the ACC, SEC, and Big 12 all saying they will play. Wednesday, the Big 12 released a schedule, and then things started getting interesting for, interesting for Florida State. So with all this national spotlight on college football and the coronavirus, DJ Matthews tweets out that he tested positive. He immediately deletes it, but this is Twitter in 2020. We know no tweets will never go unseen. That kind of, you know, caused a storm in itself. And then Thursday morning, things really got interesting. While Florida State was practicing, Warren Thompson puts a pretty scathing Instagram post out. If you haven't seen it by now, the clip notes, he basically says he's been lied to multiple times by his leaders. He was kind of vague. He wouldn't get point blame to anybody really, um, but it was very vague, but very anti how Florida State has been handling uh, their protocols in his opinion. Then later in the morning, well, first uh, DJ Matthews kind of shared that. Tamari and Terry shared it. Terry would later walk it back a little bit. We saw positive tweets from Marvin Wilson, Jaden Lars Woodby, Asante Samuel, and others all saying they trust Florida State, the safety protocols. They think Norvell, everyone's taking it as seriously as they need to. So that's going on. Then uh, Coach Norvell afterwards addresses the media, says he was disappointed in hearing about the negative tweets, um, but he had not personally seen them yet. He reaffirms that Florida State is doing everything properly in terms of safety protocol, and shit hit the fan from there. So... Back it up a little bit. Let's go straight to Florida State. When you saw DJ Matthews last night, tweets it and then pulls it down immediately. What are your thoughts with that? My first thought is, do you have to take a breath? That was like the basketball minute on crack right there. Like, that was the best little breakdown I've heard. Uh, Freddie, let's hear from you, man. I just wanted to make a joke. But what were your thoughts, man, when you when you saw that? Um, I'm kind of digging to the whole situation because, to be honest, I didn't see the DJ tweet. Um, I didn't see – any of the things that transpired until this morning. Um, so when I saw the DJ tweet, wasn't really a big deal. Um, him posting it, um, the delete, see, I post some stuff sometimes and I feel like maybe I should have put that out there, delete it real quick. Didn't really think much of that. Um, we know that this COVID deal is going on. I knew it was only a matter of time before somebody ran into it. Um, but the the biggest thing is where do we go from here? Are we taking the necessary precautions to help these kids out? Um, with the Warren situation, I I just it was just all over the place today. And the thing I want to say before I say my viewpoint on that is when these kids signed on the dotted line, we we were obligated to take care of them. We made a promise to their families. So during this time, it's important that while they're away from their families, we're, we're doing exactly that. Because going back home, they don't have the same resources that they will have at these universities, which is why I believe it's important for them to stay here. They have resources that they won't be accessible to back home. Um, whether they realize that or not, I know a lot of guys may have a lot of different variables um, that they have to weigh out. Um, they may have people in their ears, but I think you got to understand the people from back home. It's a lot of places that just started testing weeks ago. So a lot of a lot of areas you send these kids back to these areas, they don't have any tests. And some of these environments that these kids are already living in, they don't really want to go back home. So these universities are a safe a safe haven for them. I got people that I was roommates with in college. They whenever we got summer breaks, a lot of them would stay 
at Florida State because they didn't want to go back home. It wasn't safe for them. So not only do you have to deal with COVID, you got to deal with the environment back home not being a safe place. Everybody trying to get you. Everybody jealously success. So going from there, I saw the the Warren tweet, um, and I just think it may have been some misunderstanding on his end, just looking at everything. And I don't think everybody understands what all is taking place. As I've seen everything transpire, um, these coaches, there's some things they can't legally tell you. So as a player, I understand it. You're like, man, we got this COVID deal going on. I got family at home. Some of these guys have children. So they want to know everything. that They want all the facts laid out on the table. But when these coaches go out on a limb and trust you to keep this information confidential and you let it out there, I'm just speaking hypothetically, now they put themselves in a situation where they can get fired. They're liable to get sued. So it's nothing against y'all. that They want to do their best to help y'all. I don't want y'all to feel like these coaches are against y'all because it doesn't benefit them to jeopardize your career. Everybody in the country is watching what these coaches do during these times. They're in a situation that's tough. You see our country doesn't even know how to deal with this situation. We're finding out different facts day by day. We don't have all the answers. We're just doing the best as we can as we can go, trying to use all the resources that we have. Um, I saw somebody post about um, Terry having a, a daughter, and I know DJ has a daughter as well. Um, congratulations on that, and congratulations to you, Terry. Um, but, yeah, um, I, I get that. I got a one-year-old daughter. I understand you want to take care of your daughter and be in the best situation that you possibly can. And I know, let me just put myself in your shoes for a minute. I'm back at Florida State. I'm going back home. It ain't nothing good for me back home. I don't want to do that, especially not with this COVID deal going on and Florida being a hot spot, Central Florida especially. Me being at a university that keeps everything tight-knit and they segregated us from everybody, just the football team doing their own thing. Some of these coaches aren't even with their families right now. It's tough, but it's the best situation for you. And I know we had some guys speak out against that. I just think they need to sit down and talk with the coach and come to a common understanding because just because he can't tell you doesn't mean he's lying to you. It's the difference. You got to understand the difference. He's protecting, he's protecting himself so that he can keep his job, but he also wants to help you too. That's a hard thing to do. Being a leader of the team is hard. I got uh, – it looks like I've got a special guest we're going to add, and I don't mean to cut you off because I totally – I mean, you're you're totally right there. And, and I was going to ask you, and I'm going to ask our guest this too, uh, a couple of follow-ups to that. But I'm going to add our guest real quick. Um, Crow, Crow, can you hear us? I can hear you good, man. What's going on? What's good, man? I appreciate you for taking some time tonight, man. It was short notice. Lots, a lot of stuff going on Thursday night. But um, appreciate you hanging out. A lot of stuff going on in Tallahassee. There ain't a lot of stuff man. going on Thursday night in this COVID world. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> OG. What's good with you, man? Chilling, chilling. I hear you, man. Crow, so you, on? you, were, yeah, I mean, you were on social media today. You, um, you, you reacted to a uh, former Memphis player, um, Memphis player's tweet where he was saying a lot of those kids in Florida State are kind of spoon fed and don't know how good they got it, man. 
how how up to date with with everything kind of was going on today and the social media backlash and everything are you and, and what was kind of your reaction seeing it all kind of unfold um honestly i was actually going to tweet something earlier today just uh <laughs> designated to the players um and I, i'm a, i'm like this the coach gave you a platform to talk about certain things that's going on you know in society uh that that we have to deal with now but like I like I was I was gonna tweet basically saying like the players they just need to shut the hell up, to be honest with you. Stay off social media, shut the hell up. Because at the end of the day, what's going on, everybody knows what's going on. They're not I don't think anybody's trying to keep anything quiet. Um, I think the biggest thing people are trying to do is just trying to make sure they can control as much as possible. And like to understand you don't you don't have to put out anything if, if it's under the FSU policy. I'm not putting out certain things under their football policy. Um, I just I just felt like, you know, those guys as being leaders of the group, as being the guys that's, uh, that's seniors, juniors, whatever they may be, the captains or the, the leaders of that group or the, or the officer or receivers group, they should have went to the coach and said something to him first. There's a code that you still have. Everything should stay in-house. I don't care what's going on. Like everything should stay out. It's something. It's not. If it's not being corrected or you're not being told, find out the truth. That's the whole thing that I, I, I that I see from this. It's too many people that want to be uh, that want that want want attention. It's more so about attention than it is going out and just really doing what you're supposed to do and taking and being a leader of the group and really taking it on. Like at the end of the day, like when you look at certain things, like the whole thing with. Uh, what's the name with big, big, big Marv that happened back in May or whatever or so June, the early part of June, uh, with coach with Coach Norvell. So that happened. You don't tweet about that. You go to the man directly and you ask that man, like, what's going on? It's not a situation that you put out on social media and you try to belittle the coach and doing that. I feel like if you're going to handle yourself as a pro, you're going to handle yourself as a man, you have to go about it. You you have to take different stuff. You can't handle yourself as a kid anymore. So you putting yourself out there and you making yourself look bad because you're not getting all the information. And realistically, the coaches don't have to give you the information because right now nobody knows anything. Like, 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 like Fred said, like the whole thing that everyone failed to realize is everything we get is on an hourly basis. We get something new every other hour with this whole COVID thing. So it's just like, like for me, like when I got when I got a tweet, I, I, I honestly I sent it to Coach Norvell and I sent it to Coach Wilson. I sent it to Coach Locke. I sent it to whoever I sent. I said, "Man, y'all seeing this? Like, what the hell is going on?" Everyone hit me back like, "Hey, Crow, man, everybody's been tested four or five times already. We're supposed to start week to week the next this uh, this upcoming Sunday." You know what I'm saying? So it's just little things like that. It's like these kids are not asking not asking questions. They're just going by. They're just going by it. They're not. They're not asking questions to follow up questions that, that needs to be asked. Uh, within with everything that's going on, and these kids need to understand. Like you're not hurting. You, you're hurting the program at the same time, but you're also hurting yourself because at the end of the day, like when you look at it, like why are you on social media? Like what NFL team gonna want something? To, want something to do with you at the end of the day? Like you got to think about your future. But you also got to think about the program and the people that's in that program, because that's something that, as a man, I'm going to go approach the coach myself. He has an open door policy. He's not afraid to have a conversation with you. 
He said that before. So why not have that conversation with him? Or if your mother got a problem with something, have her call the coach. I'm pretty sure he'll call and talk to anybody that he needs to talk to. And I just think when you blowing up something that you guys say, the guys say that they're promised and they're supposed to be doing, they're not, the safety of, from my understanding, those guys have been quarantined once they, once they tested positive. So how are they not looking out for the safety of everyone else? If you're quarantined when you're doing what you're doing, what you're supposed to do. I'm pretty sure they, they contacted your parents and let your parents them know everything that's going on. And they're putting, they're trying to do the best they can with what they have. Like people got to understand, like, this is some, this is a situation that's very different from any other situation. This is not your normal situation that you just get into and okay, I'm, I'm good. I can just, I'm going to be good in three days. No, it's not like that. It's a situation that, like, once you get it, like, you, hey, it's, 10, it's 14 to 21 days of you sitting there trying to quarantine to make sure you, once you get a negative test, then, then we may get it. And if, honestly, I think you need to have two negative tests before you even start to come back to practice. And you were talking. It just. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, you were talking about like the kids running social media. I mean, you have that experience of playing and at the next level and understanding that, like with with the pros and stuff. But I just think kids, and I'm not excusing you for them, but I mean, you just think kids are different. Social media has made kids different, where like you just said, everything's about attention. They put out top 50 lists and they take, <laughs> you know, they want it's about it's they know they're not going to commit to a school, but they say Gator Nation, show me love so I can get all these followers and then they go sure. commit somewhere else at a rival. Yeah, but it's the same thing now. Like where you if this mm -hmm. happened with you, you go to the, the head man. You say, man, I, I got to talk to you about something man to man. And now they don't do that. man. they run to social media. They run because that's what they've done their whole life. And I'm not saying that makes it right for them, but that's just that's just the day and age. That I feel like we live it. And you it's just, I think it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And like the people that were. It's brutal, man. So, I mean, you know, and then, so that advice that you have for them is something I hope that they hear and listen to. And I know that you guys are back in their ears and hopefully things start to change with it. It's not going to change. And the simple fact that it's not going to change is 90% of those kids are entitled. And that's the problem. It's entitlement. They feel, one, they don't have to work for anything. Two, Everything is supposed to be given to them. And three, they don't have to work as hard for everything as they, as, as they need to to get where they need to be because everything has already been given to them uh, before they got there. And the promises that coaches make should never be made. You know, um, it's, just a, it's just a sense of entitlement. They don't have a sense of urgency. They don't understand what you put out on social media is never going to go away. Um, and, and they need to understand, like, as a young man, like you, you're away from home. You, you, you ain't got your mom and your daddy, your grandma, whoever taking care of you. It's time for you to grow up. And it, this gives you an opportunity, especially right now and, and what we're going through now, to actually just sit back and like, all right, cool. I need to try to handle things a different way. Like, if I got a problem with somebody or with a coach or with anything, we can always have that discussion. I don't have to put it on social media. I don't have to do that. I can go talk to him directly and I can get what I need from him. And if it's not followed through, I need to I need to go back to him and tell him, your your word is what I go by. So if your word is not 
something that that I can hold on to and trust, then I don't need to be here. Yeah, and I, I that's think it. Uh, like at the end of the day, if I if a man can't hold it, uh, uh, hold his word, I can't trust you. Yeah, and that's I, how you have to go about it. And yes, you're 17, 18, 19 years old, but when are you gonna grow up? When are you gonna sit back and really say, you know what? I'm here for a reason. They wanted me here. I got to care of myself that way. And the way that I go about it is I have to be, I don't have to be vocal. I got, I got to lead by example. I hate people that's vocal. That's just me. I, all that vocal leadership, you can rah, 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 talk, 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 do all that stuff. And you ain't doing nothing. You're not doing your job. You're not doing what you're supposed to do on or off the field. And you want to sit here and try to tell somebody else what to do. So lead by example. Do your things. Do it quietly. I don't, you don't need to be heard. Move silently and move the way that you need to do and, and go about it that way. Um, like you said, I, the social media is only going to get worse. Like I said from the beginning, it's only going to get worse. Because anything that comes out, everyone's going to always want to run to their Twitter. Everybody's going to run to their social media, their Instagram or whatever. They try to put a story out and make it look bad on the program. And at the end of the day, these kids don't what Warren put out, his whole statement it didn't make sense so you call the coaches out but you working hard to before you can play this season that don't make sense oh i've worked so hard to do this but i can get my body right and do, do this but why are you calling out the coaches why are you saying go talk to them it didn't make it didn't make any sense to me nothing about it made any sense for him to write a whole a whole dialogue of, of what's going, what, what, what he felt like was going on instead of going and expressing those feelings to his, his receiver coach, uh, to, to Coach Norvell, Norvell, all of them. Talk to him. Talk to the people that's ahead. They, they, their jobs are on the line just as much as your job, and this season is on the line to try to go out and go play. Yeah, I think we're at a crossroads here right now where – for the first time, and go talk to the people. Go t- talk to your coaches. Go express how you feel. If they're not listening, then make this is how you get in the doghouse, and then you're not playing. And now you're looking at a guy who's ready to transfer. Yeah, and I, I think what Curl, so we're at a crossroads right now where players way. for the first time. If you want to be treated like professionals, treat everyone else like a professional. Professionals not gonna sit here and go online. And, and, and blast a coach, especially for somebody that you have to play for. And from my, and be honest with you, from my understanding, and this is this is me going back to Willie Taggart. He had a, he had it out for the coaching staff with Willie Taggart. Them he was in the doghouse with them. So you got another problem with another coaching staff. Now you got this problem. It don't that that don't don't look good. It doesn't look good in my book for Warren at all. And you basically been a guy that's going to be considered a bad, bad guy for the locker room. That's just hands down what it's going to end up being. From an NFL prospect standpoint, whatever it may be, you're going to be a guy that's going to be a problem in the locker room. Because one, you don't know how to, you don't know how to handle your as a professional you don't know how to handle yourself as a man and you don't know how to go about it and go into a situation telling yourself okay i need to go talk to these coaches because i feel like 
they're not holding up their end in a bargain on what they're supposed to be doing with the protocols and everything else. That's that's so easy to do. It is so easy. I, I, I can send a simple text to the coaches and be like, hey, coach, what's, what's going on with these stories that's going on? They'll hit me right back. So if it's easy for me to get in contact with them, why in the hell is not you're there with them every single day? Why is it not so easy for you to go to their office and go talk to them? So I just, I just feel it's only going to get worse, and it's going to continue to get worse because team. Everyone say Marvin is. That's uh, not a, le- a leader goes by a different way. I just okay. I go in there. Go, <laughs> go, boy. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm a little one. Hmm? Okay, go get Jack and take go get some water. Sorry, guys. Had a no, you're good. This is live. You're good. <laughs> Come on. But. I think we're losing them. We're losing them. Yeah, yeah. we're losing them on the finish. We good? Are we back? Yeah, we're back. Okay. Yeah, we got you now. I know, I, I, okay, I had to change my. I had to change my Wi-Fi. <laughs> Richie, you got one? Yeah. So, Crow. I mean, I think right now with college football, uh, especially with the yeah, athletes, we're at. You hear me now? Can you hear me? Can Can you hear me or no? Yeah, it might be audio. Yeah, I can hear you perfect. I can hear everybody else perfect. I just can't hear Richie. All right, TJ, take this. Let me let me try something real quick. (laughs) All right, cool. Crow, let's um. I mean, I'm right there with you. I kind of feel the same, the same thing on that. Um. I, I don't even have anything else. I mean, Richie might have something else here in a second, but I don't have anything else to ask you on that because I feel like you hit you hit it all. I mean, those are some of my thoughts and stuff too. And I, I did feel like I've had some of those thoughts of people like, oh, you don't know what the players are going through and stuff. And that's kind of why I appreciate yours and Freddie's kind of thoughts on some of this stuff because y'all were there, man. Y'all know what it's like. And I can just kind of guess from the outside that y'all, y'all have been there and y'all kind of know what it's like. So – I mean, Freddie, do you have anything else on this? If not, I'm, I'm going to ask you about some FSU stuff. I'm going to get into some positive oh, stuff. I got one, I got one, last, <laughs> I got one last thing. At the end of the day, bro. <laughs> I got one last thing. Um, I just think the guys got to realize the past three years, I believe, we've just been horrible. We've been trash. It ain't been FSU ball. So, and it's been some things that we're coaching, but a lot of things that we could have handled as players. As a as a player, Crow, you know this. Whether we got a trash coach or not, we still we still got an obligation to our teammates to go out there and ball. Um, so we we not finna say, "Oh, coach called the wrong call." I'm finna do my responsibility for this play. And guys got to realize that going into the season, everybody laughing at us, everybody looking for a reason for Florida State to stay down. You see, as soon as he tweeted it, it was on TMZ. And we giving them bulletin board material. They looking for us to fit, and they always been they always been at us. We gotta have some. We gotta have a whole bunch of guys step up. Like Crow said, we don't need you to tweet about it. We need some real leaders to step up, and we gotta we gotta lose the culture right now. We gotta change that. I ain't, I'm not finna watch the same Florida State I've been watching for the past three years. It ain't finna happen. We gotta make a change, and things like this. 
Um, the media gonna try to divide the team, but players going out and doing that, it ain't doing nothing but hurting us in the long run. We, we, we can solve a lot of these things in-house, and it ain't even, things that go on in-house ain't supposed to be spoke, spoken about on the internet anyways. A lot of these guys gotta get schooled on that. Back in our day, like we, the older dudes was gonna get in your chest you talking crazy on that because we're not supposed to speak on certain things that ain't supposed to happen. We came here to win, and that's going to keep us from the, the common goal. So if y'all boys really want to win, y'all got to show me. Yeah, I Could mean, you? that's the biggest thing. I mean, when you look at it, the whole the whole thing is you want to build your brand. How are you building your brand? By destroying your, by destroying your program. Or, the coaches, or you want to belittle, try to belittle the coaching staff that's there. Um, I think guys just need to realize, man, it's some of the things that that's that that's going on in in, in our world needs to be talked about. Um and like you trying to belittle a coach or make the coaching staff look bad or this pro the program look bad is not the way to go about it. Um, like you said, like you said, uh, Freddie, the biggest thing, man, if you got a problem, man, just go, just go talk to the people or talk to your coaches, go talk to everyone that's in there around. And if you got a problem, go talk to Marvin, talk to Marvin before he can go talk to the coach for you. Be like, Hey, I don't feel safe. I don't feel this. But at the same time, there's you the guys got a reason. Okay. You can either play or you can opt out. If you don't feel like everything is safe, opt out and not play. Come back next season and come play. You know, you, you have that option. So if it's not working out for you, you know, say, hey, coach, man, look, it's not working out for me. I got a daughter at home. I got some kids. I got my kids at home. This is not it's not going to be right for me because now I can't spend time with them because I'm around you guys 24-7, and I want to spend as much time with them until what until this stuff is over with and get it done and leave it at that. Not a doubt. Richie, can we hear you now? Yeah, can you hear me? No, we still can't hear you, Richie. He's still <laughs> out. Richie, if you type a question to me in the chat, I'll I'll ask him whatever you've got. But <laughs> we, we would get an FSU great in curl on what here. Got, my damn yeah. mic doesn't work. Yeah, he's pissed off that we get like an FSU legend on and his <laughs> mic doesn't work, bro. <laughs> Curl, I'm gonna take it back to some playing days, man. We got you here. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a couple questions, but uh, we just had a uh we just had a show last week. I went around the horn and asked the guys what their favorite moment was. So give me your top FSU moment, man. We, we've all got favorite moments from your time. But, man, what was what was number one, man? I, I know you took a couple touchdowns back, fumble, uh, fumble, a couple of interceptions. But what was number one? My number one, actually, even though we lost, 2004 versus Miami. Yeah. That's my favorite moment because I felt like uh, if I don't get hurt, we win the game. Just being real. Um because that whole game, they was going at Sonora. They were throwing the ball to Sonora's most. I mean, think Sonora's had an 80-yard touchdown, another catch over the middle. And I'm just like, all right, cool. So it was just like I get hurt with what? I think a minute, minute and a half left in the game. They go down and score. Oh, I'm sorry, 55 seconds. They go down and score in 55 seconds. <laughs> we end up losing the game uh, off, of, off a screen. How do we lose off a screenplay 2004 <laughs> versus Miami? We lose on a screenplay. The dude took it for 32 yards, outran everybody on a one cut. So that's, I mean, that game is my is my favorite. Uh, my other, my number two um, would be 
2000, well, 2004 still against uh, UL, the the last kickoff return that ended up returning on their sideline to give us a chance to win the game. Uh, but, you know, we, we lost that one with you-know-who. Uh, I won't say the quarterback name. Uh, but, yeah, he, he gave us a lot of games where he lost us. Oh, you uh, you were part of the uh, – we had James Coleman on, on Sunday night. We were chatting okay. with him. So, other side of the ball, obviously. But we were chatting with him about the uh, 2003 Gator game in the swamp, the, the Ricks to Sam – um, I mean, obviously, just massive to to win a game like that. Take us through. I mean, take us through what what you remember about that. You know, that wasn't like the end of the game. Y'all had to get back on the field after that. So how do you go? How do you go from Listen. being like so hyped to get back on? <laughs> Listen, I want to forget that game. <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're the one bringing up all the losses here. Man. I want to celebrate something good. Listen, oh, but I want to forget that game. I fumbled twice. Oh, two open. I the opening kickoff, which ended up we ended up getting back, and I think they kicked the field goal, and I ended up fumbling again after that. Mm. And man, the game was great. The atmosphere that was one of the best atmospheres besides 2003 Clemson, even though we yeah. lost that game. But that at the atmosphere of that game was. And, and, and down in Gainesville was ridiculous. I'm talking about you. You're talking about ninety six thousand. You know what I'm saying? Almost a hundred thousand in there cheering. And when PK Sound caught that ball, man, you hear the whole stadium. You hear the whole stadium go quiet. Yeah. And when you when the only thing you hear is the band playing, and you hear that war chant down in Gainesville. Man, that's the best feeling. <laughs> yeah, that's the best feeling in the world. Um, Jeremy Ivins here in the chat said, "Don't forget about Antonio's uh, kickoff return against NC State in 03. Say that again. And, uh, somebody in here said, "Don't forget about Antonio's kickoff return against NC State in 03. Go ahead, TJ. Now I'm out. Can you hear me now? Oh, Everybody froze. <laughs> uh, Everybody's out. We'll see if he comes back in. He'll probably um, again. Hopefully, Richie can get a question or two off um, if the if the mic works or not. But yeah, I mean, Freddie, he was talking about. I mean, we'll we'll jump back. Kind of oh, here, he's jumping back in here. Um, in just a sec. I can edit this. The the live people just got to put up with it, but I can edit this for the for what's not live. We may not edit it though. Um, this is what happens when you're live and uncut. This is what <laughs> happens. Unfiltered. Let's see if I can add them back here. We got you now. Crow. Freddie, shoot him a message. It seemed to be working better when he was in that other room. Yeah. Oh, if, if, Wi-Fi is stronger. Or it's blocking and jumping it back out. When you say you edit, you never do it. Tell Guy, is this your boy, Guy FSU? Tell him to get out of here, Richie. <laughs> I just say that, bro. Bro, I so I'm not, I'm not looking for any sympathy on this, but I did the peak to pit with Ali Peak earlier today on my lunch break. I just got the big three roll up. I'm doing this one live, and then I got a radio interview with Bucks Report at 10:30. 
I, yeah, I'm probably not editing this. All right, like I just say it. Like I'm running the freaking out. gauntlet today. Shout out to him. That's my buddy Weston. You think he'd be a little more grateful since we brought him from like three followers to about 19 in a day on yeah, Twitter? Just with but, all my accounts. <laughs> yeah, TJ's um, 17 accounts and then me. So, but um, I think I'm kicking him up. It's letting me. It's it's letting me add him back here. If he comes on, it'll be on. If not, no worries. But. Um, Freddie was talking about some of that stuff, some of that same stuff you were talking about, just with the accountability and, and growing up, man, social media was just kind of starting. Like when you guys were around, like, I remember, <laughs> I remember like, um, like that's when like Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff started taking off. And I remember like, man, Jameis gotten so much, not, I mean, not trouble, but like Jameis got like held accountable so much because social media was so big at that point, right? Like he got suspended for the Clemson game because of social media. Like if that happens in, whenever like nobody knows about that right um and so that really started with him right like all that attention and stuff that wasn't even like a couple of years before that wasn't around for like manzel and stuff like social media just wasn't what it is then like that's it was a very quick transition because you know manzel would have been lighting up social media just like everybody else's so obviously jimbo did the social media bands and stuff like that and you see fans bring that up and talk about that but um I don't even know if you could get kids to agree to do a social media ban. I think if you told them you were going to do a social media ban, they just wouldn't commit to your school because that's like how in love with it kids are now. And the attention and stuff that Crow was talking about is just everything to them. So like, I mean, any thoughts on that? Just like kind of what Crow was talking about and that social media, like how kids are just upset. They rather that than playing time is is what it feels like. When I see kids, they be out there getting bombed. People, People getting drafted first round, first pick off them, and then they on Instagram after the game worried about getting a thousand likes. But that's yeah. the that's the world we living in. And um, a lot of kids with everything that's going on in the world, they got too many people in their ears, man. People that never never did it in their life, they telling you how you should do this and how you should do that. So with this whole COVID deal, you got family members telling you, okay, they they're just trying to um get you to hush up. Nah, they don't know what's going on. We all figuring this out on the fly. Like nobody has all the answers right now. And they got people in their ears. That's I believe that's why this situation happened the way it did today. Somebody was in his ear trying to tell him this should take place, that should take place. All right, how how did they handle it on your end? Then auntie, cousin, whoever, whoever said it. Guys don't think about all that. They just want to react and everybody's looking for a reason right now versus trying to find a solution. Yeah, well, with social media, it's it's tough right now because we're kind of at a crossroads where the college athletes feel like they have more power than ever right now, which is a good thing, but they have to be smart about it. You know, like we mentioned it, you know, that's with that whole thing with Warren Thompson today, it sounds like, and I don't want to speculate too much, but obviously they were told to sit out of practice, probably to quarantine because they had been around DJ. And it sounds like they just had that free time while everyone's at practice. And they're like, well, let me get this takeoff right now see what kind of response I get. And, uh, you know, we used to not get that with social media, but it, like you said, it's right now, kids, it, it's kind of like, you know, for those of you in the work world, uh, when you get an email from someone that, that just pisses you off, the worst thing you can do is respond right away. You need to sit down, think about it. But with Twitter, you got your phone right in your hand. They, they say the first thing that pops in their head. And once they hit send, they can delete it however quickly they want, but it doesn't matter because that once it only takes one person to screenshot and that tweet's there forever. Yeah. And that's just their world, man. Like that's, mm-hmm. 
that's, I mean, I do the same thing, right? But I'm also a 30 year old man with two kids and a job that I'm not trying to, in a mortgage, right? Like in a crock pot, as Uncle Soak says, like I'm watched, <laughs> right? I got, yeah, the air fryer is a new crock pot. So um, it's the attention, you know, it's, 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 that's again, like I talk with Crow about it. Like it's just what they've grown up with. Dr. George Ligman, I want to, I want to answer this. Uh, agreed, Steven, to that point, isn't stuff like this podcast part of the problem? I don't know. But if current NFL – I'm sorry, if current FSU players are tuning into our podcast, I'm all for that. Like I'm not here to to run that program um, and it be successful. If they're tuned into our podcast to, to answer your question or tuned into any podcast and concerned about that, then I need my – I need the head coach to get a hold of the program. And Jim, what did Jimbo used to say, Freddie? You say, man, they Tune out the noise. Focus yeah, on what right. you can control. What you can control. Tune out the noise is what Jimbo would say before. I see all the time clutter and stuff. Um, keep, the main, the clutter. Keep, keep the main thing, the main thing. And it was Absolutely. to the point. My family that my family knows. I would get messages getting cussed out. Oh, you don't mess with us no more. When I was in season and I was in focus, focus. I didn't want to hear about exactly. carries I didn't get or stuff like that. Man, no, nah, we trying to win. I ain't worried about none of that. Like. If it, if, it, if it ain't focused on us winning and it don't help me become better as a player, get off my phone with that. Yeah. I'm the biggest Jameis Winston stand of all time. Like, I will – I came for him. He throws a pick six, and I'll tell you why it wasn't his fault every time. But what he said with Jameis – Jameis went through more in the end of 13 and 14 than any other player had to go through off the field while, while they were trying to lead a team. And what Jimbo kept saying about him was he's so good at compartmentalizing. He's so good at saying, like, look, I know I'm dealing with all this stuff off the field, but I play on Saturdays, and that three hours is the only thing I'm thinking about, right? And so, yeah, if they're tuning into our podcast or anybody else's podcast or anybody else's social media worried about what three old wash guys are saying who have families and jobs and stuff like that, I mean, that's part of that is part of the problem, but that's not on us. It's on them and the leadership. And I don't even think it's part of a problem. They got we're gonna have as a professional, and these guys aren't professional yet, but a lot of them will go on to play pro ball. Um, and just in life, you're going to have so much, no matter what job you work, you're going to have so much going on at home. You may have things going on at your job. You got to be able to compartmentalize and focus on the duty you are hired to do. So you can't be at work saying, oh, this just happened at home. This person's bothering me, and now you're not doing your job. They're going to fire you. They're going to get rid of you. If you're in the league, you're going to get cut. People have these brands, like you said, that they're focusing on outside of the game. You can't be able, at practice worried about your commercial with Nike because if you ain't performing at practice, you ain't going to have another commercial with Nike. So you got to be able to compartmentalize and perform. And Jameis was – he was one of the perfect people, perfect examples. You never knew anything was going on in his life at practice. At practice, he just let loose and had fun. He was focused on – football he loved he loved playing the game and god we got to get guys back into that y'all got to remember we've been doing this since some guys since they were three years old don't lose that passion for the game that's that's where you go to get away from the problems of life i'm not letting anybody mess up my energy i got you got to enjoy it's it's so short some of y'all may go on to have long careers but even with that that's only a small portion of y'all life y'all got to enjoy it while it lasts yeah. yeah, and to kind of touch on that point as well with the podcast, I mean, if if players are listening to this, great. If they get offended by what we say, you know, again, like TJ said, that's kind of on them. You know, they're, you know, a, a 
playing college football at a major university, if you let what TJ called three wash guys get in your head, then I mean, that, that's on you. And podcasts may be fairly new, but I know when I was in college, the big thing, I knew a lot of players that read warchant.com. That's the worst thing you could possibly do is read any of these message boards, Nolds 24 7. The problem is you, your parents read it, they tell you about this. It, it, you just got to be able to block all that out. And in today's world that's so social media driven, it, it, these guys are just not able to do it with your rare exceptions. And, uh, you know, I think that's part of the problem. And, you know, it's still pretty new. Coaches don't know how to deal with it for the most part. You know, like you said, social media bans, you can't do that anymore. If you try to ban social media, you're going to be the head story on CNN for trying to silence the, your players. I mean, it, First it, Amendment rights and everything yeah. else. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's just the world we live in. So these players, I mean, it, and it's tough. And it, to not say it sounds cliche, but, you know, it starts at one at your, your house with your parents. And then to, it's up to high school coaches now. you got to get these kids ready and say, hey, if you want to play big-time college football, you know, Mike Norvell, he's going to look and see what you're tweeting when you were in 10th, 11th grade. Don't let something like that be the reason you don't get a scholarship. And the, kind of like Crow was saying uh, with uh, uh, Warren Thompson, you know, go right to the man. Don't, you know, uh, if we want to enhance your brand, the worst thing you could do is try and tear down the brand of your program. And I know that's not he, what he was trying to do, um, but that was an unintentional consequence of maybe not taking the day to think about it. Wait till practice was over. Go to coach. If Norvell doesn't give you the answer you want, and then David Coburn doesn't give you the answer you want, and you've truly tried to seek out those channels, yeah, at that point, I fully support. Go on social media because you know, you're know you flat out being ignored. But to not give them that opportunity, that's not that's not a great look. Yeah, and I mean, like both these guys have said, like you've got to be able to you've got to be able to block out the clutter, right? And that's and I'm asking a lot of 18, 19, 20, 21 year old kids, right? Because I didn't do it back then either. I also just wasn't super famous in playing Division One football, right? Like, but I wasn't doing it either. Like, I, I would, I, I the worst thing in my life right now. I mean. You know, I know that a lot of people are going through a lot worse, so it's not the worst thing in my life. But one of the worst things I see every day is the Facebook memories that come up and they show me what I posted eight, nine, 10, 11 years ago when I was these guys. I'm being serious now. And I delete the posts like I'm like, all right, I shouldn't have said that because I just was I was pissed or somebody had done something to upset me that day. And I spouted off something I would never post now. So you got to remember, right, like we're all grown and we all have family and stuff. These kids are young. I mean, they but they've got to learn it. You know, they've got to learn it eventually. And unfortunately, because social media is so big and because they're so famous and, you know, even if they're just famous in their own small little world, you know, FSU, Twitter or wherever, their stuff has consequences. When I was spouting out with 200 Facebook friends that I grew up with, they didn't care. You know, what a big deal. But, you know, they're not able to they're not able to compartmentalize. And, you know, I have really tough days at home with two newborn two kids and one newborn and being up all night and this happens that when i go to my job man i can't just sit there and say man i had a really rough night i'm just gonna take a nap here i gotta i gotta work or i'm gonna get fired you know i gotta make calls i gotta do stuff i gotta get i mean i just have to do that and so you know they've got to see like freddie said they've got to be able to see it as a job as something that they have to be able to shut out the noise and go with it so now, I appreciate Crow sitting down with us. I mean, I think it was super dope. We're uh, we're getting a little low on the on the live viewers, so if you, if you're listening to this still, shoot us a retweet, Double Fries Pod. If you are watching on Facebook, make sure you like the page, Double Facebook.com/slash Double Fries Pod. Share the post, comment on the post, tag somebody in the post that would like to 
hear from a, a national champion and, and two washed guys. I'll at least give Freddie a little credit. He's younger than he's younger than us. But uh, you know, and then if you're on Instagram or YouTube, it's just double fries pod and uh hit subscribe or follow. But uh and, and brought to you by Guthrie's. They're getting an extra show today, so I'll give them one more shout out. But um yeah, man. I, you guys have any more? Ta- I, I, I've chatted a ton, but any more takes on this whole? Um, uh, my my guy, Jason. Yeah, Memphis. Yeah, I'll, I'll put your comment on here. Very good. Um, y'all need some FSU posters. Listen, I've got the Black Mama hitting that shot with, with no time left over Miami on my wall, and until Florida State wins another title, it's not coming down. So. Um, Richie, Freddie, y'all can put the FSU posters on y'all's wall. Uh, I, I, I got plenty of memorabilia in here, but, um, yeah, yeah just my, my last thought on all of this is, is I, I think it's important that we, you know, reiterate, we don't, we're not trying to silence these athletes. I think their social media platform is, is an outstanding thing for them, but they need to make sure they're using it properly. So I, 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 I don't like, you know, today, obviously with the Warren Thompson, you, you saw a lot of fans, you know, saying some pretty tasteless stuff. That's Twitter. I get it. But you know, the, a lot of people telling these guys, you know, just shut up, whatever, you know, it, it, there's good ways to say it. And on social media is probably not the best way to do it. But I think, you know, telling these players, because over the weekend, everybody loved every single college football player that was tweeting, we want to play. Yeah, we need more of that. Yeah, tweet that, tweet that, please. And then they tweet something you don't like and you, you flip on it. So we got to stay balanced. Um, but I think it's the players, you know, they, they just... It's a mature maturation process. You know, a freshman, obviously, you're going to see that. You'd hope someone like Warren Thompson, who's been in the program for three years, um, I granted, granted it is his second coach, they, they'd be a little more mature with social media. But again, uh, I think this program's lacked a lot of leadership in, in a lot of areas the past few years, dating back to Jimbo's last year. I don't want to put this all on Willie. Um, but yeah, I'm glad these players have a voice and I hope they use it. I just hope they, you know, think and use it wisely and, really understand the second you hit send it's out there forever there's no deleting any of this stuff and that goes for all of us here yeah um just piggyback on what you said um the last few years have been tough i'm sure a lot of guys have a lot of trust issues right now so a lot of it's gonna come from that but he's not willie not jimbo he's a different person um you have you have to give him an opportunity just like you gave those guys an opportunity you want him to respect you as a man, treat you as a man. When these issues pop up, you got to sit down and have a conversation with him. Like, man, right now we got a lot of maturity issues and we got a lot a lot of room to grow if we want to take that next step, not just as football players, but as men, because we're going to have to one day go on and be fathers and live our lives. So prepare yourself for that, for that aspect of life as well. Yeah, it, it only – I've never had to deal with anything like um, playing a di- Division One football, you know, running stadiums for Jimbo or anything like that. But I'm telling you, life's going to get harder. <laughs> you know, you, you think it's hard now. Again, I, I've not done the work. I have – I do – I'm sorry, Richie and I do have Pelotons, though, so I know that gets hard. But I've not had to work out in the in the room in the room with Vic, but I'm telling you, life's going to get harder. Um I've got a question here that we'll move on. May have missed this, but any thoughts on the Memphis player defending Norvell? I think we do have thoughts on that. Um, My quick thought there, and then we're going to get into that a little more. um, This is in the radio business, what they call a teaser. We're going to get into that a little bit more at a later show. So just stay tuned there. I do have thoughts on that. I think that um, my quick thought is that the kids that 
have been able to seriously develop relationships with Mike Norvell, not in a global pandemic, all seem to appreciate him and all seem to appreciate the relationship they have with him. I've not seen any um, Memphis players come out and, and be negative of him in any way. Um, like you, you may have seen of some players do of other coaches that, that left and have come here. So um, yes, I, I, I appreciate that question. It's did well 151. Uh, I believe we all have more thoughts on it later. I, I'll let you guys speak on it if you want, but we're, we're kind of saving that and, and you'll see why we're saving that for, for a later day. But my thoughts are that, yeah, if the Memphis players are defending Norvell, it's because of how much they do appreciate and respect him. And those are the guys that, again, have had relationships that are not in a global pandemic. So quick thoughts there, or do you just want to kind of move on from that? Yeah, I'll just say he, he was a four-year player for Norvell. He was there Norvell's first year and every year after that. Um, so I, I look at what he says, and, and you know, there's something to it, and hopefully we'll we'll get into it more in our next show, kind of like TJ said. Yeah, we're still in the early stages at the program. Um, guys got to develop that trust, but we'll, we'll talk about the rest soon. Y'all stay tuned. Um, before we get out of here, which we've almost been on here for an hour, but let's get some uh, – Let's get some real quick thoughts from you guys on um, – Richie kind of ran through a timeline of, of college football over last week. A any thoughts on the Big Ten canceling, Freddie? I mean, what – I really – I mean, I know what Richie's thoughts are about it. Not that I don't want to hear them, but Freddie, what, what would you – I mean, can you even put yourself in that situation where you've worked your absolute butt off, you're a senior, it's 2017. Um, you know, 2017, we were going into that Alabama game. You know, like we 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 went in the season number three. We thought we were going to go. We we weren't. I will. I mean, I, I don't know how you guys felt in the locker room. I'm sure you felt like you're going to win. I didn't even care what happened in the Alabama game because I knew we were going to rematch him in the playoff. Right, like that was the hype going into that season. And so I was like, yeah, if we lose, we'll win out and then we'll beat him in 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 the playoff. No big deal. So could you imagine? I mean, if you were an Ohio State player right now, they were going to the playoff this year. Like that's yeah. that was going to happen. Can you even put into words what that would have been like if? I mean, if you just got the call one day, hey, man, we're not playing. Sorry. You know, good luck in the NFL. All right. You got two sides to this one. You got the guy that's worked, grinded this whole summer that was going to be a major part of that championship run they had that he's pissed off. And you got the guy on the flip side. He just got his spot taken. May, may not have even had an opportunity to play. We loving this. Because now a lot of people that say, I was going to start. I was going to have Heisman Championship, Heisman Trophy year, but the COVID, man, the COVID, man, it got me. It got me. That's why. That's why. But you got two sides to it. So some guys are happy, some guys are mad. Oh, Richie, what are your thoughts on the Big Ten canceling? I mean, I was a little surprised, like we uh, did in our lightning fast recap, they announced a schedule with dates. And then, uh, you know, two days later, there's rumors they're just going to cancel the season. So it really makes you wonder why bring these kids back? Why let them go through summer conditioning for the past few weeks? Why have them practicing and why pull the plug over a month before the season's supposed to start? It doesn't make sense. Um, you know, it's, we, we don't get into politics on here, so I'm not trying to get into that really. But, you know, college football has become a political hotspot right now. You have the president tweeting about it, Governor DeSantis, several senators all getting involved. So now these university presidents, um, administrators and chancellors, they're feeling the pressure to where, you know, for those for people who thought Jim Harbaugh was the most powerful employee at Michigan, they clearly not. They, they still, you know, those presidents and chancellors still run it. 
um, which to bring it back to a positive gives me hope that I still think the season at least starts for Florida State. We know for a fact our president, our governor, athletic director, they're all on the same page. And those are the people who you kind of need. And it starts, unfortunately, with government right now. Um, so that's why we're going to get it. But it did not surprise me with the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Um, I figured they were going to cancel regardless the whole time. That I never saw them playing just because of the restrictions on those states. They can't even practice with the football right now. So we knew that was happening. So let's just hope the ACC, Big 12, and SEC stay strong. And, you know, we're less than a month from Georgia Tech right now. So a lot to look forward to. A game that we all picked to win. Um, yes. Super excited about Low that. Out. Yeah, we've all got us going 2-0. and Although I saw some news out today that, that Samford's schedule got canceled, uh, their conference schedule, so I'm not sure if that game still happens or not. Uh, I think we need it to happen. I think we yeah. need as much positivity as we can get. Um, appreciate that. I, I don't know how to say your name. Your first-time listener will be back. We'll take all the first-time listeners, yes. but hope you turn into second. Yeah, I was going to say, you need a, you need an avatar or something. But, um, yeah, I was a little shocked. The Big Ten, like you said, put their schedule out and then canceled a few days later. I don't know what changed. Why even put the – he said he'll he, – he put the thumbs up. He said he'll get a profile picture. Um, we'll put your picture up here next week if you if you get one. It can even just be an old picture of Freddie lifting up the crystal ball, which he sent me today. There we um, go. What was I saying? Oh, put the schedule out and then and then you know canceled shortly thereafter. That obviously so strange. There, I, I'm not shocked in the Pac-12, but listen, I, I don't know about you guys. I mean, right now with no having having no sports and stuff like that. Another first time listener. Thanks for tuning in, man. Appreciate you guys for hanging out with us. We have more we have more live viewers today than than we've ever had. So I, I, yeah, I shout out to that. Crow for that, man. Uh, shout out to Crow. He, he hops on out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, no, never know what's going to happen on this live show. Yeah, I'm telling you, Sunday's going to be just as good. Sunday's going to be a yeah. fun show, but yes. um, I'm glad that here in the South, where um, football is actually matters, and we win championships in the South. You know, outside of Ohio State, there hasn't been a national champion that's not from the South since uh, really USC. But then before that, it was Nebraska. I mean, the South is the South prioritizes football, you know, and so I think that they're doing it in a in a safe way. I don't. He says he's a Miami fan. That's yeah, he's a Miami fan. I'm not putting that comment up there, but um, but I'm glad in the South we're gonna play. It seems like they're prioritizing health. They got doctors at Duke and stuff working on this. I think the yeah. ACC is gonna move forward with it. Um, Amanda, I want to answer this question real quick, and we can all answer it. Do you think players like Fields transfer? I don't think a player like Fields does. Um, there's no guarantee that he would get a waiver. Um, if he did transfer, because the NCAA is so shoddy on when and how they give waivers. Um, I think the name Justin Fields, he actually would transfer. Um, but Lamborghini, you, you're, you're absolutely right. He's rated too highly in the draft. He's yeah. going to get ready for it. And and if he does transfer and go through all that, there's no guarantee that – I mean, he transfers to Florida State, right? Like, that'd be great. There's no guarantee that Florida State has a season. And honestly, I think we start a season. Who knows how many games we actually get to play? Um, so yeah, I don't believe that they're. Uh, I don't believe that a, a player like that should transfer or will transfer. Get ready for the NFL. Um, he could have sat out this entire season and still probably been the number two pick behind Lawrence, right? So no, no reason to play in in my in my opinion. You guys. If I'm Justin Fields, I'm giving it about a week or so just in case because you never know. After that, I'm signing an agent, becoming a millionaire instantly, and uh, 
getting my personal trainers and working out for the draft. If you're a, if you're a guaranteed top 10 pick, you know, but transferring now, first of all, the schools that are playing have already started practice. So you're already behind the eight ball. You're going to have to go through an acclimation period. You're going to have to go through a quarantine. So it's going to be, you know, two weeks until the first game by the time you could get there. I don't think it makes sense. And it makes no sense that for these players to play in the spring, if you're going to get drafted. And I'm personally of the opinion Schools that don't play in the fall, they're not playing in the spring either. It just does not make any sense at all to play 20-plus games in a calendar year. That's physical abuse on, on the, those bodies. That You can't say you're postponing it for the health of the players uh, right now to then ask them to play 20 games of football in one calendar year. It makes no sense to me. There will be no football in the spring, in my opinion. Um, I think maybe some lower-level guys may transfer. I don't know. But definitely not the big dogs. You know, the Trevor Lawrence, obviously, Clemson's going to play. But Justin Fields, man, go, go sign an agent. Don't even risk getting hurt. You're going to be the number two pick in the draft. Run with it. I like that comment, Danielle. I like this one, too, if we could get some of those offensive tackles from Wisconsin. I, I'd be all about that. I'd say give me all those guys in the Midwest. Go ahead, Freddie. Sue, so, yeah, he, um, they canceled the seat. He might as well go ahead and start picking out suits, um, see what dress he's going to have, his mama wear. And don't forget about your favorite cousin, Freddie. You know I talk to that. <laughs> no, but um, nah, yeah, he he going top five. So if there's no season, there's no point in him trying to get play somewhere else. Yeah, risking that injury, playing a new system. No. Who knows if he gets granted eligibility anyway? Doesn't I don't think it makes sense at all. But I think it does make sense for those Wisconsin offensive linemen. Um, they've got great experience beating the hell out of Miami. I would take them in Tallahassee. In a heartbeat, um, man. I have no clue on this. If you guys have it, my guy OJ. Any the supplemental draft outlook? Is he asking something there? Is he making a joke? And I'm just not. Um, I think he might be asking, could those players like enter a supplemental draft right now? Uh, I would think no, just because training camp's already started. They're already starting to cut rosters down, so that's probably out of the question. I think it is the question uh, I think was asking: Could a guy like Justin Fields enter a supplemental draft oh, and play in the NFL this year? Um, I'm about 90% sure that's not a possible option right now. That makes sense. Yeah, with it that far. Um, all right, man. Well, I, I appreciate doing this with you guys every week. Um, do you have anything else before we get going? Any any closing thoughts? That's it for me. Man, I, I plug it. Richie, I didn't give you a chance, but any closing thoughts? No, we, we said like, we were going to hop on for like 20, 25 minutes. Here we are a little over an hour, but – you know, we Crow, you know, he, he went on like Jimbo talking for a while sometimes, but I thought he, I thought he gave a lot of really good insight. Um, and I think whether you agree or not, that's the perspective of a former player who, uh, you know, went to Florida state, he was hurt his whole final year and still got drafted in the first round. This guy was an incredible athlete. Uh, so when he says something, I, I take, take it pretty seriously again, whether you agree or not, the insight is it's still there and it's still valid. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's interesting that I think he said he never started a game and he went first round. Yeah, yeah. First round, 19th pick. Um, I mean, incredible. You know, great, great career. Thank you, Danielle. Appreciate it. Um, appreciate doing this with these guys. These guys make me look good. So, um, but great, great, great in whole career, great pro career, 11 years in the, in the league. So, uh, 19th overall pick. We didn't give him the Mate kind of came out of nowhere. I knew we asked him to come on, but I just kind of saw him down there in the weight room. I said, man, let's add this. So um, 
Appreciate it, Kwame. Hey, I got to um, tell the crow, man, you got you got too much money to have that weak bond. <laughs> man, he's probably on the other side of the mansion trying to get away from those kids. Uh, brother, can can we to... get him some Wi-Fi boosters or something? Yeah, the next the time. But uh, – yeah, usually we'd have given like a really good intro. You know, I give it, I give Freddie a hell of an intro every week. We'd have gotten Crow, you know, number 19 overall pick and 11 year career and this and that. But he just kind of get like, hey, here's Antonio Cromartie coming on the show. So, um, but yeah, again, kind of quick reminders. Um, you know, we've got 66 of you on here right now. If you can tag a friend in this, make sure you're liking the page, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter. YouTube, Facebook, it's all just double fries pod. We kept it all the same. Um, shout out to Guthrie's um, uh, for their partnership. Two locations in Tallahassee, 2550 North Monroe and 1818 West Tennessee Street. Um, right there, right there past stadium. So drive by Doak, look at that pretty building and uh, get up stadium and take a left on Tennessee. It's right there. Um I'm going tomorrow, so I'm going to tweet you guys a picture. We got a picture while we were on here of uh, somebody eating their Guthrie's, and we also just got a, a follow from Antonio Cromartie. So that, that makes my life um, getting close to 1,000 followers on Twitter. We're 974, so 26 to go. Hopefully we'll be there tonight. If you're on Facebook watching this, go to Twitter. Follow us at Double Fries Pod. Again, I'm trying to think. Of, I got all my shout-outs. Yeah, got Guthrie's in there. Um Y'all don't care about this at all, but my Lakers are the one seed in the West, and Barcelona plays Bayern Munich tomorrow. So hopefully, my other teams don't let me down as much as Florida State did today. Um, Freddie, I think it's your song, man. <laughs> oh, what's the song? Um, I think it's by Journey. Don't stop believing. That's let's that's do it. Okay, it. I like it. I like that. I got you guys off that rap. I switched it over to country one week, and you guys are off the wrap forever. So, um, all right, good stuff, man. Sunday's going to be amazing. I'm telling you guys right now, for the for the 50 or so that are watching and the, the thousands that will listen later, do not miss Sunday's episode. I, I don't want to give away any hints. Um, I'm not asking for guesses, but I'm just telling you, Sunday's show is going to be fantastic. Um, it's amazing to me that – you know, we've done four episodes, but we're two weeks in. We'll be three weeks in on Sunday. And just, you know, we've had, you know, three national champions, a guy with an 11-year NFL career, four other guys, well, a guy that's playing in the NFL, four other guys that play in the It's amazing what I think we've been able to do in three weeks. Tens of thousands of listens, hundreds of thousands of social media engagements. Um, you know, I'm proud of you guys. I'm proud of the work that we've all put in. And, um Nah, I, I, we're just getting started, man. This thing's just getting going. This this is like the Nevada win in 2013, man. We're we're just getting kicked off, so um, we got plenty more coming. So, uh, other than that, man, y'all have a good night. We'll play. Don't stop believing. Appreciate you, Freddie. Appreciate you, Richie. Yes, sir. Appreciate the listeners. Oh, somebody asked Sunday at six o'clock. It's a six o'clock show this week. Yes, six Eastern. Uh, six Eastern. Um. Usually 8 p.m., but it's going to be 6 o'clock this week. Maybe when we get done, I'll replay it at 8 o'clock. We won't be live, but I can just kind of replay it on all these platforms. So um, appreciate, again, you guys for tuning in, and uh, take care. Have a good night.
Share the 